welcome to Sasha Speaks. I just want to say thank you to the audience who have stayed with me this entire time for all, all the way up to the new year of 2021. I just want to thank any new listeners who have decided to listen to my podcast. Um, I just want to apologize to you guys and gals that I've been gone for a little bit, a little while trying to adjust to a new transition in my life. Um, but I am actually back. I'm actually going to dive right in. So I've been just pushing into the Lord's presence lately. I've been, it's like the Lord has been putting me in this, uh, wilderness season and any any of you who are believers who know about what a wilderness season is in the bible it's always like a season where god brings a person or leads a person through the holy spirit to a dry place in their life and this could be whether a loss of a loved one it could be um maybe you lost a friendship or maybe you're just going through a rough time um these seasons of being in a wilderness may seem like circumstances that are horrible or uncomfortable, but they're necessary um, for us to go through as believers because that is the dry places that the Lord leads us to are the places where we learn the most and we grow the most. Um, and a lot of the times when the Lord leads us to this this wilderness season, it's when we get closer to God and we get better understanding of who he is so that when we come out of that season it's like we're (laughs) it's almost like he elevates us to to another spiritual level in relationship with him and other people so that's pretty much where the Lord has been um, has led me and I've been taking a break from the podcast because he's been breaking me through this season and I'm I'm going through like this uncomfortable season this uncomfortable transition um but I'm okay like the Lord is pretty much he's still good he's still awesome um and he's still encouraging so don't be alarmed like it's not anything horrible happening but it's just the Lord has led me to this wilderness season where now he's he's like stripping me away of certain things and and almost like tearing me down but then building me back up if that makes sense and making me a better person so um I know I'm I'm not really going too much in detail it's just because I'm I'm still going through that season right now so I can't it's hard to explain but once I come out of it out there's a testimony in that and hopefully I'll be able to um, share that testimony but I'm still in the process right now so I'm just going to allow the Lord to continue to do whatever he's doing in me. But in the meantime, in the midst of that, I haven't forgotten about you. And um, I believe the Lord is leading me to uh, give you some encouragement for this week and hopefully this month, the rest of this month. So just diving right into it, we're actually going to go into Ecclesiastes. And we're going to focus on chapter three and four. That's where I was being led to um, this morning. So we can actually dive right in. So if you get a chance, I want you to read chapters three and four. I'm not actually going to read the entire chapter because I feel like I just need to get 
I need to pinpoint exactly what the Lord is leading me to tell you so that you can go back and read it for yourself for confirmation. Um, And anything that I do speak on the podcast, you know, read it for yourself. Read the Bible for yourself. Don't go based on what I'm saying because it is important for us to work out our own salvation. I'm just here as a vessel to give you that encouragement because the Lord allowed me to do it and I like to help people. But ultimately, as, you know, a believer in Christ, it is up to you to read the word for yourself so that you can grow and and expanding your relationship with him um so all right let's go to ecclesiastes chapter three so just to give you some insight ecclesiastes was written by king solomon and king solomon was one of the wisest men of his time at the time and he actually asked for wisdom and the lord gave him he was like the wisest man (laughs) of the land and um I believe he came after King David and yeah because that was that was the son so um King Solomon he basically writes about life the purpose of life uh what he observes in in his life and he he pretty much gives you just nuggets of wisdom on what he what he how he sees the world or how the Lord created the the, the world and how it should be um and when I read it it's really deep like there's a lot of deep um deep wisdom or deep statements that king solomon actually writes down to make you really uh, think about what the purpose of life is um so i'm gonna go right into verse 12 and 13 i'm actually and then i'm also gonna go to verse 15 so verse 12 says i know this is King Solomon. He's like, I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. In verse 13, it says that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. So I'm going to stop right there. So for some reason today, this scripture, these two scriptures stuck out to me as the purpose of life. There's a lot of articles. There's a lot of videos there's a lot of television shows, a lot of radio shows that talk about what is the purpose of life? What is my purpose in life? What am I supposed to do in this life? What was I created to do? Um, what is the purpose of it all, right? So we, a lot of times we'll go to these different avenues to try to figure out what the purpose of life is. And I've done it myself. I've listened, like, well, what is the purpose of life? I've pondered it in my heart, like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What is my purpose? And I've asked that constantly throughout the years as I've was living and a lot of times I I wouldn't have a direct answer to it but in the word of God according to King Solomon he gives a layout of what he believes is the purpose of life and what he observed based on the wisdom that God has given him right and the three things that that um stuck out to me was number one be happy number two do good while you live and number three find satisfaction in your work so toil is is like work so um those are the three things that stood out to me in verse 12 and 13 is that the purpose of life is to be happy do good while you live and find satisfaction in your work because it's a gift a gift of god and also to eat and drink (laughs) so number one for being happy um, you know, what does it mean to be happy? And, you know, 
I recently learned that for myself, and I'll speak for myself, that other people can't really make you happy, if that makes sense. Like, I've learned with relationships with other people, other friends, family members, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, other people can't make you happy. Like, it has to come within yourself first. Like, you have to... Like, be at peace with yourself first. You have to value yourself first. You have to actually care, take care of yourself, love yourself, meaning take care, take care of your well-being first in order to be happy, as people say. Because if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't take some time out to take care of your mental health, take care of your physical health, take care of your spiritual health by spending time with the Lord um, just to give you some insight then you you won't become happy because you may look to other people to try to make you happy but they can't make you happy because you're not at peace with yourself now once you become at peace with yourself like seeing your self worth knowing your self worth knowing your value And this is how you can actually know your value is through Jesus Christ. A lot of times what we see in the mirror, we're not satisfied with what we see. A lot of times when we see ourselves in the mirror, we are quick to pick out the negative or the flaws of where we fell short or what we don't like about ourselves physically or what we don't like about ourselves and our personality. But if you turn to the Lord and you ask the Lord, how does he see you? And to ask him to help you see how he sees you and really accept what he says instead of just hearing what he says but actually accepting what he says then that's when your life will begin to change and your attitude about how you see yourself and others will change and then you will become happy this is what I learned for myself because when I'm learning even in this dry season that I didn't value myself enough I didn't take care of myself enough. I didn't take care of my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, my emotional health. Like, I wasn't taking care of me. Even with having a family, even with having a spouse, or even having a boyfriend and girlfriend, you have to take care of yourself. And you have to be at peace with yourself and accept yourself and know your self-worth. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to do it for you. And you'll be in this this mindset where you'll become negative or you'll get depressed or you have anxiety certain things that we the terms we use like oh this person has depression or this person has anxiety part of the reason why they're dealing with that is because they are not at peace with themselves and they don't there's certain things like the root of the causes in the heart in the word of god it says out of the heart flows the issues of life and the lord knows the heart so it really has to do with how you you have to be at peace with yourself. The second thing is to be once you could be at peace with yourself, you could be at peace. You should be at peace with God, and I encourage you that if you don't know who the Lord is, you should seek Him out and get to know who He is. Ask Him who He is, because if He created you, He can give you insight about who He is. I mean, I would want to know about somebody. If I knew about somebody who created me and designed me the way I needed to be, even with my flaws, I would want to know who they are. Because this person must be a very intellectual person. This person must be a great person to create someone like me. And it's not to say that, oh, this per- I'm looking at myself in a higher state than somebody else. No, 
You were created for a purpose. God didn't just accidentally create you. You were created for a purpose. And what better way of understanding your purpose, but also understanding who God is in your life, who created you from the first place. So be at peace with yourself. Be at peace with God. And the last thing, if you could be at peace with God in yourself, you could be at peace with other people. And that means that you can have good relationships with people. Um, you can build good relationships. You can grow. You can you can talk to other people. You won't be afraid to to talk to other people that's different from you or has a different perspective than you. Um, because when you really look at the Word of God, I'm going to turn back to the Word of God. We are created in God's image. So anyone that you come in contact with, God created them in His image. <laughs> So, if you can get that concept of, okay, being happy, being at peace with myself, being at peace with God, and being at peace with other people, then you can begin to love yourself, love God, love the other people, ultimately love God, but loving yourself and loving other people becomes easier, and and you become happier, you have a positive attitude, because now you have a better understanding of who you are, you have a better understanding of who God is, and then you have a better understanding of who other people are. So... I'll say go to the Lord and ask the Lord yourself what it means to be happy. He can give you revelation for that. But that is what the Lord has been dealing with me when it comes to being happy. Because we we tend to move or we tend to use that word word a lot. Be happy, be happy. But nobody really like sits and thinks about it. Um, some people do, but we we tend to like one we throw we throw around a lot of words, but we don't really sit down and think about what those words actually mean so um so purpose of life be happy number two do good while you live that's self-explanatory there's things in the bible that you can read about about doing good what is what is considered about doing good and then having the holy spirit he will give you that moral compass on what is good and what is evil what is what is of the lord and what is not of the lord so if you don't have the holy spirit i would encourage you to seek out receiving the Holy Spirit. And that's the Spirit of God. That's, that's what the Holy Spirit is. And in the Word of God, it says the Lord, once once Jesus was speaking to his disciples at the time before he was uh, taken up into heaven, he was telling them that he would give them a comforter while he was gone. And the comforter is the Holy Spirit. And not only was the Holy Spirit a comforter, he's also... Um, spirit of God that leads us into all truths not half of the truth not some of the truth but into all truths when you get a chance look up the scripture about the Holy Spirit if you don't know about the Holy Spirit and look it up but that is give you some insight about who the Holy Spirit is it's basically the spirit of God that's 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 what the spirit that's what the Holy Spirit is but when you receive the Holy Spirit he will lead you into all truths meaning he will tell you, once you receive the Holy Spirit, he will tell you, okay, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you should stay away from here, or you should do this, you should do that, stuff like that. So, do good while you live. If you don't know what doing good means, then ask for the Holy Spirit, and he'll show you. And then read and look it up in the Bible, too. Number three. <laughs> right on time. Find satisfaction in your work. A lot of us, we work jobs that we don't like and we don't enjoy. And I am working as one of them. Like, and to give you an insight, I am a maintenance cleaner, okay? <laughs> Most people would not want to be a maintenance cleaner. I don't mind being a maintenance cleaner. Don't get me wrong, because it helps me continue to be clean. 
<laughs> stay in the habit of being clean. Um, but that's not the ultimate job that I want to have. That's not the ultimate career I want to have. That's not the ultimate accomplishment I want to have in my life. So I'm in that same process of trying to find satisfaction in my work. And hopefully one day I can become maybe a business owner or entrepreneur or something of that sort. But in the meantime, I am in the process. <laughs> so I'm trying to find certain things in my job while I am here to find satisfaction. In it. And if you don't like the job, maybe you should start looking at other avenues, especially with the pandemic. So a lot of people who lost their jobs during the pandemic. But if you have lost your job on this podcast, just know that this, you losing your job may be the best thing that's ever happened to you because now you actually have time to figure out what you really want in your life. And if you haven't figured it out, maybe you should start because you never know. Write down, take out a piece of paper and write down some things that you might be interested in and actually start researching it because you, you might actually find what you were purpose, what you were called and purpose to do. And if you didn't lose your job, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have had the opportunity so don't look at the situation as I encourage you try not to see see that you losing your job was a bad thing it might have actually been the best thing that could have happened to you so yeah I don't know those three things took out to me in in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 um verses 12 and 13 uh there's I want to transition and talk about the second point, but it's, it, it, I feel like it's going to be a little long. Um, but nonetheless, it, it's okay. So what I'm actually going to do is I'm pretty much just going to take like a quick break. And then we're going to um, come back and dive right back into the message. And we shall take it from there. All righty. Welcome back from the break. This is Sasha Speaks. So, before we actually break, we were talking about Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, in reference to the purpose of life according to King Solomon. Um, And just to give you a little nugget, Ecclesiastes, I like looking up certain meanings and definitions of certain words, right? So, Ecclesiastes in Hebrew actually means, the word in Hebrew for Ecclesiastes is Koheleth. K-O-H-E-L-E-T-H, Koheleth, right? Um, And the definition of Koheleth or Ecclesiastes actually means preacher, which is I thought was pretty cool. And I looked, it has a couple of definitions. It means preacher, teacher, and gatherer. That's pretty cool. Um, I think there's one other definition of Ecclesiastes, which means the assembly of people or the assembly of citizens or something like that. But the main thing that, the main uh, definition that popped up when I looked up the Ecclesiastes is um, Koheleth in Hebrew, and it means preacher, teacher, and gatherer. So I thought that was awesome. Okay, so now we are going to transition to verse 15, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15. So I'm just going to read it out, and it says, Whatever is, has been, has already been, and what will be, has been before, and God will call the past to account. This is deep. 
when I say this nugget of wisdom that King Solomon just dropped, like he gave a lot of wisdom in chapters three and four, which I was reading that the Lord led me to. But this, this statement right here, I can tell that the spirit of the Lord was leading him to say what this, I can tell it was the spirit of the Lord speaking and not him <laughs> because this scripture sticks out in the entire chapter. So I'm going to read it again. It says, whatever is has already been and what will be has been before and God will call the past to account. So this is how I broke it down because I was like, wait, hold on. I got to read that again. I'm going to read it one more time. It says, whatever is has already been and what will be has been before and God will call the past to account. Who deep, right? So this is what I got. So God works backwards and not forward. So he creates a vision, right? In completion. So when he, ha he has a vision first and then he creates it. We know this, right? Because in, in, the, in the book of Genesis, let there be light and there shall be light. And then you read the whole book of Genesis and he creates everything. And gives a layout, right? Just to give you some insight how God created the earth. But this statement is deep. So I got to break it down a little bit. So just bear with me. So he creates his vision in completion, right? So he has a vision, then he creates it and he completes it, right? And then this is what the scripture is saying. He works backwards to watch it play out. Now you're like, okay, watch it backwards. What? What is this? What? what, what how is that? Okay, I'm going to break it down. So whatever is, I'm going to read it. I'm going to break it down, break down the scripture. So whatever is has already been. That's the first part. Whatever is means the present. So the present has already happened. So God created the present and knew it would be what it is right now. At this present moment, me speaking to you, God already, it already happened. Like in my mind, in our minds, rationally, we're, we're thinking, we think, oh, the present is happening now. But according to God, it already happened. Me speaking to you on this podcast, as an example, has already happened in God's mind because he already created it. Ooh, bear with me. I'll get to the point. Second part of the scripture says, what will be has been before. What will be means the future. The future has already happened. So God created the future as well as the present. And he knew it, its outcome and its finished end. So he already knew the outcome of the present and he already knew the outcome of the future. Right? Makes sense. But in his mind, it's already happened. In our minds, it's like the future hasn't happened for us because we haven't been a part of it yet. But we're <laughs> he already created it, so he already knows what's going to happen. That's the, that's the just of what I can say to make sense of it. So to go back. So the present moment and the future are numbered by the Lord. So whatever is going to happen, God knows about it because he accomplished it before it began. So if you think of it this way, currently he is watching it unravel before his eyes. It's almost like the best, the best analogy of this scripture, because it is very, very deep when you really sit down and think about it. It's almost like God wrapped up everything in a gift, handed it to us as his children. And he's now watching us unravel it and discover it for in discovering what's inside. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it to under, to make it understandable. 
It's like he created everything, wrapped it up in a gift, gave it to us. And we don't know what's inside. He knows what's inside, but we don't know what's inside. He gives it to us and then he just watches it, watches us unravel it and discover what's inside before his eyes. Right. So this is my encouragement to you. And this is why I think the Lord pinpointed this scripture. It's important to trust in the Lord, because when you do, he will never lead you astray because he already created the timeline. God lives outside of time. We live according to the timeline that he created. But because he created the timeline itself and he lives outside of time, I think it would be very wise to actually get to know the Lord on a personal level. Because when you align yourself with him, you can't go wrong. He already knows what's going to happen before it happens. He already knows what is because it's already it's already done. So when you think about it, every second, every minute is the past. We are living in God's past. God's past is what we consider our present and future. Think about it. Because he says in verse 15, I have, and I'm going to finish the verse 15 in the, to end it. Cause it says, I'm going to reread it. It says, whatever it is has already been and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. So that means we are living in the past, in God's past. So when you really think about it, it's very deep. I'm going to encourage you, wherever you are in your life is where you need to be exactly. Whether good situation, good circumstances, or bad situation. But you are exactly where you need to be. Because we are living according to God's past. So whether it was COVID-19, the pandemic, like he knew about it. He knew about the social distancing. He knew about the advancement of technology. He knew about the expansion of globalization. Like, <laughs> it, it, to give you more insight too, you ever have moments where you had what people call deja vu and you say, oh, I feel like I've been through this before. Well, you're not wrong because that's God's way of giving you confirmation that yes, You've done this before because he's already completed your movement before you even were born. Like you are who you are because God created you that way. You did what you did. God already, because God already knew you would do it. You made those mistakes. God already knew you were going to make those mistakes. You had those shortcomings, but God already knew you had those shortcomings. So it's not a surprise to God that, that you are who you are. But remember, what you do is not who you are. Your mistakes do not define who you are. Your shortcomings do not define who you are. And if you allow God to come into your life and into your heart, he will clean up what you cannot clean up. He will fix what has been broken. <laughs> he will help you in your situation. All you have to do is ask. And all you have to do is open up. And once you do, he'll show you who he is. So I encourage you today, if you don't know, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would encourage you today to give your life to him. And I'm just going to say a simple prayer. Just if you will repeat after me, then and believe by faith. Because it says, if two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. That is what God says. So as long as you come into agreement with me, 
God is in in this moment. So we're going to go into it right now. So Lord, Father God, we can say, Lord, Father God, I thank you for this message. I thank you for this podcast. And right now, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Lord, I repent of my sins, meaning I turn away and I change my mind about my sinful life. And I turn away from that sinful life, that sinful mindset. And I turn to you. And I receive you, Jesus, in my heart. Mm. And Lord, Father God, I now ask you to fill me up with your Holy Spirit. I believe everything that I have said today. And I believe that you will move in my life right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have said this prayer, just know that you have received the Lord in your life. It's as simple as saying yes to the Lord. There's nothing special. You don't have to be special. You don't have to do anything special. All you have to do is believe. And once you do that, God will begin to show you who he is. He will begin to show you who you are in him. And he will begin to show you what your purpose in life is. I hope this encourages someone today. I feel like this is this will help a lot. I don't know why I just get the feeling that you needed to hear it. And I'm glad to be here with you. I hope you enjoyed this message. And I hope in the future we can meet again on this podcast. I hope you stay blessed. Stay encouraged. Don't give up. And remember, you are not alone. Bye-bye.